Are you struggling to contribute at Trivia Night? Do you find that the subjects of high school tend to cause you fright? Not to worry, we've got a solution of sorts A variety of topics and comedic retorts Your mind's awake, but your body's at ease When you're listening to Topical Breeze That's a cut. <laughs> Parker. Speed. Are you here? He's doing the intro to Cars, everybody. Nothing changes. I'm one Andy. <laughs> no. 42 losers. No, it's just one loser, and actually it's you. I eat losers for breakfast. Okay. <laughs> well, that's... Breakfast. I'm Andy. Maybe I should have breakfast. Dude. <laughs> and I'm Nathan. <laughs> oh, shit. Welcome to Topical Breeze. This is episode 70, and we're out of openings. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we're ripping off Disney movies, which is always really safe. Um, right. That's a different Disney movie. Yeah, <laughs> we're ripping off Disney movies. Right. Uh, yeah, welcome to Topical Breeze. I'm Andy. I'm Nathan. And this is Topical Breeze, a show where two teachers take turns. Uh-huh. Uh, what do we do usually? We alternate. Wh- two teachers take turns explaining topics. Yeah, we do. And each week the topics switch it up. Alterate. Alternate. What are you going to do to me? <laughs> Alter. <laughs> oh, shit. He's uh, taller now. <laughs> I don't know what happens to people. Um, yeah, we switch up topics and hosts. And sorry if I'm a little out of it. Um, based on... I'm looking outside. We're recording at what I think must be midnight, it looks right? like midnight. It's midnight. Yeah. It's fucking 12 a.m. Oh golly gee, no! It's Se- just seven twenty-seven on a Monday. Daylight save. I, if there's two things that I need people to know about me, uh-huh. one, it's that I care that people know the truth about John F. Kennedy, right? And who killed him? Uh huh. And two, it's that I fucking hate daylight savings time. There's not. There's not a better. Like generally speaking, like I'm into the government or whatever. <laughs> 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 like I'm not an anarchist, but the fuck. I'm so mad that this daylight savings is still a thing. I hate it so much. Uh huh. And you know, last year they were gonna repeal it. I forgot about that. Yeah. And so did they. So the <laughs> Senate voted on it and it never made it to the House. And then this year, it hasn't even made it th- out of the Senate committee. Mm-hmm. I, like it's like they're not prioritizing it. These snakes in Washington. My God, they promise us one thing. So this and is the, the promises j- that you're mad about being broken are daylight saving related. <laughs> this is the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> oh boy, Nathan! It oh boy. is. Um, it's episode seventy. It's one of those days. It's a math day. That's right. Yep. And um, you know, it's it's that f- means you got something special in store. No. Um, you got something kooky up your sleeves. <laughs> oh sh! What the fuck? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's um, you know, it's fall. Autumn, yeah. And fall, you equinox. Can't, you can't spell fall oh. without... Wait, no, I'm saying it wrong. Huh. Or maybe I'm saying it right. What are you trying to say? You can't spell football without fall? That's correct. But I kind of want it to be the other way around. Right. So can it we doesn't just, work like that. Can we, just, can we just make that happen? Uh-huh. 
Can you get on that? Get back to me. Okay, we'll put okay, a pin in it. And we'll, it. we'll put a pin in it. Okay. Um, yeah, so football's so a So this thing. is a football math episode. Well, it's a football math episode. Oh, it's a football. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, yeah, I was just thinking about sports and... Um, and I've been like, as men do, right? Well, you know, we're I'm deep in the throes of a fantasy season, so I'm staring at a bunch of numbers that don't mean anything. Right. And I kind of got to thinking, like, like there's so many ridiculous statistics out there. Correct. And I think that that's kind of a hallmark of perhaps sports in general. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, yeah, I agree. But I think the especially more especially more recently. Right, right. Where we got like computer AI generated shit. AWS statistics. Yeah, get Jeff Bezos, get out of my football. Um <laughs> he's in my football. <laughs> I cannot get him out. <laughs> um he's stuck in You need there. an extraction team. Yeah. I want to crush that football and eat it for breakfast. <laughs> Hashtag eat the rich. Um Right. But I think, like, the more complicated the sport, the worse the meaningless statistics are. Like, if you look at baseball. Oh, all kinds of shit. Yeah, all kinds of shit. I mean, really just ridiculous. What the hell is on base percentage? (laughs) (laughs) That's the one you pick? What the the fuck is a batting average? (laughs) What are these fucking strikes they keep talking about? There's like there's some called like slugability or something. What is it called? Right. What is it? you know what I'm talking about? I I don't um, know 100. percent I think there's a slug per a slugger percentage. Slugging percentage. Yeah. Yeah. Completes I couldn't a measure tell you what of that the means. batting productivity of a hitter in baseball. Oh, the formula is. Uh oh. Uh oh, folks. One B plus two B. What's B? I don't know. Boy, I didn't prepare for this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, oh. Oh, oh. You add the... Uh, uh-huh. You add the... F- the number of times they got to first base. Okay. Plus two times the number of times they got to second base. Plus three times the times they got okay. to third base. So it gives... Plus four times the number of home runs divided by their at-bats. So it just gives it's just batting average with a with more steps. with higher like uh 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 what's the word so uh, like if if some favor to right. mo- the more bases you get so it's not just how often do you hit it but how far do you go when you hit right. it fuck that uh, that seems pretty nope beneficial <laughs> to me wrong <laughs> stupid <laughs> anyway we're not talking about baseball that's a fucking ridiculous i love baseball so much i want Do more people really i l- i don't like no one can follow baseball and if you think you can get the hell out of my podcast because that <laughs> can't happen you know no human being can watch that many games it's too many year. damn games too many games but i love the aesthetic of baseball okay i love it i love the history i love that it's america's pastime nah, i don't really give a shit about i love it. peanuts okay well yeah that's fair yeah you that do. tracks sunflower <laughs> seeds <laughs> Big League Chew, drinking a beer. Getting drunk at a ballpark. Dude, when we went to the Fort Wayne Tin Caps game, yeah. oh my god, that was one of the best days of my life. Really? And I was donezo. I was drunk. I was buttered for sure. <laughs> but that's part of it, right? If yeah. you get that drunk at a football game, you're going to be bored. Fair enough. You know, There's always like, something going on. I can't see. In a baseball, you don't need to see. Right. You just got to hear. Right. You know? It's got to be part of the Crack moment. Crack of the bat. 
bum, Thought bum, of the bum, ball going in the bum, glove. Bum, <laughs> bum, 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 bum. It's like Jaws, but swing, This episode is not about baseball. It's crazy. I'm not stalling either. Like I have stuff to talk about. Uh, just because <laughs> I've been known to do that. It's happened before. Um, but I was thinking, no, we're talking about baseball because it's complicated, right? So there's all kinds Correct. of things that you can talk about. I'm gonna slurp my apple cider. Go ahead, slurp it. Can't really hear that on mic. Um, Need you to take that again. Oh, okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that was a good slurp. Um, but uh, I was thinking, like, what's the simplest sport there is? It's got to be soccer, uh, right? Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, I mean, it's been around since, I think, medieval times. That can't be true. <laughs> that <laughs> can't Prove me wrong true. right now. <laughs> well, sorry, Alan Soccer invented, <laughs> <laughs> right. invented B- football. Big Al. And <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he didn't, uh, <laughs> idiot. Um And it was famously invented in Scotland, right? Scotland! Like St. Andrews. Right, St. Andrews. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's just soccer, right? You kick the ball, don't use your hands unless you're a goalkeeper. Everything's bada-bing, worth bada-boom. one. Everything's worth one. Offsides, there you go. There it is. Bada bing, well, bada boom. the offsides is. Okay, but, like, once I understand you see it because it, it's I'm not like, hard. Un- like, I understand soccer and watch soccer, but. People who are like, I can't understand the Daniel. You have zero reading comprehension skills then. <laughs> really? You can't figure it out? You really can't figure it out? Well. Anyway. Um, so what are we talking about today? So lately, right. there's been a lot of debate with a relatively new metric in soccer uh-huh. called, and I'm sure you've heard of this, uh-huh. expected goals. Oh. So in soccer, right, the m- the big stats that people track are shots, shots on targets. Goals. Goals, obviously. Assists. Assists. Corners. Uh, well, you track those because you can <laughs> bet on them. <laughs> That's true. Um, Red cards. Possession. Oh, possession's right? a big one. Possession is a the big one. The little thing that they put on the screen that shows you how far each guy traveled during the match. Right, right. Like that guy just ran like a fucking 5K. Uh, way more than that. Yeah, like a marathon. Uh, Yeah, no, it's it's... There's a lot of big tells in a soccer game. If I'm looking at, a, at a, the stats of a soccer game and I see that it was 1-0... Mm-hmm. The next thing I'm going to look at is shots versus like like shots for both teams mm-hmm. because one team might have had many shots and then they scored one of them and the other team had no shots and in that case it was kind of the expected outcome. Yeah, more than more often than not, you you see a one-zero scoreline with a bad team, mm-hmm. they score early and then they just sit back and defend. Yeah, and the other team nails racks them up a lot of shots and possession but, yeah. and then they still lose. So really, with like shots, possession. Those things, like, you can pretty much tell the story of a match. Yeah. So, why do we need this other metric? I don't know. Well, like, uh, I think that a lot of pundits in soccer, similar to baseball, they like to say that, like, there's an eye test. Like, stats stats on everything. Right. Because right? there's not very many of them in soccer. Right. So, you've got to say, like, well, you know. This guy didn't score or have an assist. What did he fucking do? Right. So, so you can say that, like, there's, he, you can track assists. Or, or I remember, like, 10 years ago, there was a really big thing with second assists. Um, Is that a pass to an assist? Yeah. So it's not an actual stat, but everybody was like trying to say how good this one player, David Silva, was. Uh-huh. He was a Spanish midfielder for Manchester City, um, and he helped them win their like first. Manchester League City. 
and he was a great midfielder, and everyone knew he was good, but there wasn't a statistic backing up the fact that he mm. was good. Mm-hmm. He c- completed a lot of passes, but so, do ev- so does every midfielder. So now we're talking about second assists and chances created and big chances. Yeah. Like, it's all kind of subjective, That's right? very subjective. What's a chance? Right. You know? So expected goals is becoming very popular because it's not really subjective it's based on lots and lots and lots of data right this is similar to what we talked about way back when with with football yes uh, and we were talking about how uh the the um like win probability is affected by every play that's basically what we're talking about here like like when the algorithms and systems are coming up with what the like recommended play should be right like it takes all the uh imp- the outcomes into um calculation and it spits out okay if, you, if th- this choice raises your win probability by this much percent this choice raises based it by this much on percent. previous games where those things have happened. exactly yeah it's all based on the huge right. backlog of data and there's so many factors in football that like yeah of course those numbers those metrics are somewhat useful but you still have to put it into context yeah with expected goals Depending on what what calculation you're using, mm-hmm. it's pretty much cut and dry. Like it actually does tell you quite a bit. So let me explain what this is. Sure. So it it tracks individual shots. So if a, if a player takes a shot, yeah. that shot is given a value between zero and one based on the probability that the player is to score from that from that shot. Sure. And that probability is based on a lot of different factors. We're going to talk about what those factors are. Okay. By the end of the match, basically, entire teams, as well as individual players, will have a number of expected goals associated with them. Yeah. That can be compared to the actual number of goals that that player or that team scored. Mm -hmm. So if five different players have... 0.5 0.5 expected goals each, then that team had 2.5 expected so goals. So they should have scored at least three in my book. <laughs> well, yeah. So that's part of it, right? Not They're no, going to be above average. No. Like if you have every shot has a less than one expected goal. Of right? course. Yeah. Right? Because even penalties, you miss some. Um, a very popular metric is expected goals excluding penalties. Okay. Because, pen- I mean, how are you going to? That's a whole different skill is being able to score a penalty. Right. Like defenders. What's the penalties. average what's the average conversion rate on a penalty? You I know? don't really know. I kind of started to look into penalties and expected goals and then decided that it was outside of the scope of this particular um episode. But I think it's I think it's like two thirds in favor of the attacker, right? I don't know. This and this is based off of a, a mere Google search, but this says uh, players who take penalty kicks during regular season score eighty five percent of the time. Really, I'm surprised. This it's that one high. says seventy five percent. I I would love to see here. I'm looking at the 2021, no, the 2022-23 mm-hmm. Premier League season penalties. Average conversion rate in the World Cup was seventy six percent. Okay, that's a pretty good metric. Um, Yeah, the the highest uh percentages um wow. Yaya Toure never missed a penalty in the Premier League. Are you serious? Yeah, 11 for 11. Um, he took 11? Yeah. That's pretty sick. Close though. behind him is Matt Letizier, 25 for 26. Damn. That's pretty good. That's insane. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but I then, got off track. Okay, but. but then you look at a guy like Leighton Baines, 
who was a left back for he Everton. He was for Everton, right? Yeah, he was a defender. He scored 20 for 22. Like Insane. That's, a com- that's a completely different statistic, right? Why like, was he taking that many? Was he their penalty their, taker? He was their set-piece taker, yeah. He was a dead ball specialist. Dang, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, light and binds. That dude looked like he belonged in the ba- the Beatles. <laughs> like, he was a Liverpool through and through. Well, not the team Liverpool, the t- city Liverpool. Right. But that's where the Beatles are from. He straight up looked like one of the Beatles. Mm. Great guy. Um <laughs> I'm sure. Um, <laughs> I don't fucking so know. So anyway, so why is this a helpful metric? Like, why are we even talking about expected goals? Uh-huh. So the number of shots is only so helpful um, when looking at the outcome of a match and, like, deciding if the team played well or not. It's kind of the, down to the quality of those shots, right? Yeah. There's And you can break that down slightly into shots versus shots on target, mm-hmm. which is exactly what it sounds like. I can take a shot and it sails over the crossbar and that doesn't do anyone any good. A but shot on target means that it was either a goal or the goalkeeper. Had but expected to do. goals tells you better if people are taking good shots. Right. Like the higher the expected right. goal number is, it's a better shot. R- basically, yeah. Well, no. The higher the expected goal number is, basically, the what it what it calculates is based on every asking. single other similar shot taken from that ex- exact part of the field. Is it how many went in? Okay, so it's not in. it's 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 not specific to that player. No. It's specific to the shot. It's based only on sh- previous shots taken from that spot on the field right. with similar factors. Right. So, um, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump down a little bit to how it's calculated because this is what we're talking about uh-huh. right now. So, every single shot taken is compared against other similar shots. So obviously, distance from the goal of course. is a big one, yeah. and angle of the shot. Of course. So lo- basically, location on the field. Mm-hmm. So that narrows it down quite a bit. Yeah. Then we. Get I would say that's the primary thing. Right. right. The most basic expected goal models are based on that. Then it gets real messy, like uh, real uh, crazy. Oh. So is it a right foot or a left foot? Couldn't tell you. And <laughs> and that'll change, like, like, um a left-footed player taking a shot from a particular part of the field might have a better chance of scoring right, than a right Because of player. the angle from that specific right. foot. So it does actually matter. Or headers. Sometimes headers are taken into consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, so where on the body did it strike? Proximity of defender. So usually oh. this is just a box that's checked if a defender is within one meter of the attacker. Then it's, then it's like a defended shot. Yes. Okay. Versus um, an open shot. Right. So it's kind of binary. It's not yeah. saying a defender was that's half fair. a meter away. Yeah. I'm fine um, with that. More advanced models will include pattern of play. So Ooh. what is the context of the shot? Is it regular play? Like fast is it break. Like fast break? Is it a set piece? Like is it a corner kick right. or, a, or something like that or a free kick? And previous actions. So the most sophisticated previous models, actions. especially the ones used in the Premier League, oh, fuck those previous look actions. at the two previous actions before the shot, such as a pass, an open play cross, a corner kick, a save by the so goalkeeper. So where the ball is coming from. Interceptions, yes. Um, so let's say that, um, uh, a midfielder intercepts the ball. Mm-hmm. So that's an action. Mm-hmm. And then they play a long pass. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a through ball. That's another action. And then the striker has a shot. So those two actions would be put into consideration as to does okay. this t- typically lead to a goal. Okay. As opposed to like pass, pass shot. Uh huh. So those things all do impact it. Um, the I was reading like the metrics. They have used 
as many as three previous actions before. Or that's but, wild. But it doesn't. Why? That, once should, you get that past, shouldn't change. Right. Once you get past two, it doesn't really. It doesn't become a good predictor. Mm-hmm. Um, they also take into consideration the time between those actions. Okay. So that that plays a role. Now okay. These are we're talking about extremely sophisticated. I was going to say this seems like very, like small imp. Like I could see that that could have a bit of an impact, right. but it's got to be super small. They've been fine tuning this for like twenty years. When uh-huh. it first came out, it was basically like distance from the goal, Where angle on the field, of the shot, you? and is there a defender nearby? Um, but they've been wanting to get it as close to. Uh, because there are all these little tiny things that impact the shot, uh-huh. the quality of the shot. Wind. I'm. I maybe. I that's bet part the, of it. they need to throw wind in there. They gotta throw wind in there. Um. So right, like the quality of these shots is what we're actually uh, tracking, right? So teams can mm-hmm. shoot all kinds of shots from outside the box, and I recommend they do. Right. If you if you don't buy a ticket, it's fucking bangers. You can't win the raffle. Exactly. If you don't buy a ticket, it's fucking bang- <laughs> bangers. Um. <laughs> But uh, if you're shooting from outside the box, you either have to be very lucky, very good, or shooting at a bad goalkeeper, right? Or just happen to hit a banger. Or you're a oh, sorry, that's lucky. Sorry. Right. Or you're very good mm. bangers. Uh-huh. Um, so some things to keep in mind when analyzing the number of expected goals. So basically, okay, let me give you an example. So let's say I am playing on the left wing, and I'm a right-footed player. Uh-huh. I'm going to try to cut inside uh-huh. and then curl a shot in with, with my right, right foot, foot into the far corner. Yeah. And there's probably a defender assigned to me. So expected goals is going to look at the angle of that shot. It's a pretty harsh angle. I basically uh, have to put it in It depends on where you're at. While I'm coming in off the left wing. What if you put it near post? I would never go near post. What if you did? Okay, I'm not going to do that. You're going to put it right in front of the keeper. I'm not gonna do that. What if you did? I'm gonna I'm gonna whip it in, put a little swag on it. Get top bins right there, <laughs> top mate. Top bins, mate. Right, so I'm gonna put a little swag on it. You gotta put <laughs> banger. <laughs> right, and the and the words of the famous Jamie Vardy: chat shit, get banged. <laughs> chat Va- shit, get banged, mate. Jamie Vardy, of course, broke the Premier League record for. Um, Chat and shit. <laughs> and getting banged. <laughs> uh, no, he broke the record for consecutive goals, or goals in consecutive matches. Uh-huh. Um, this is a man who looks like they found him on the street, shot him full of meth, and yeah. said, you can play soccer. <laughs> You're the fastest person in England. And my, he did very well. My guy looks years. emaciated. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, looks <laughs> he looks like a chihuahua was raised <laughs> in, like, I don't know, um... The streets, yeah, but like the streets this? of like Kent, England, like uh-huh. like some seedy part of London or some shit. Like that's what he reminds me of. Uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. anyway, yep. Uh, so here's how I like actually analyze this. So if you have more goals than are expected, right? If your actual goals exceed your expected goals, either as a team or as a player, you're good. That means that you're. A really good finisher. Exceeding expectations. Or you're consistently playing against shit. Like, if we're looking at it at a one-match basis, you you either had, like, the game of your life right. or you played against a very bad goalkeeper. But if this is uh-huh. consistent, then you are a sup- superb finisher. Superb. So, right, right, right. Okay, so back to my example. So let's say I take a shot. Uh-huh. Basically, any shot outside the box might have a 10% chance of going in. 
if that. Not Actually, I, I think I think one out of every ten shots in the Premier League goes in. So depending on where that shot comes from, That's let's just say it's ten percent. Uh-huh. So the expected goal would be a point one. Sure. I would have to take ten shots for me to have one expected goal. Right. Um, basically, they would look at everything about and that shot. And some guys try that method. Right. Anthony. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He just lets them rip. Right. Right. Bang, 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 bang. One out of ten is going to go in. Right. <laughs> 60% of the time, it, <laughs> it works, works every, every time. time. So, yeah, it looks at the percentage of similar shots that went in from that part of the field. Right. Basically. Okay. So, yeah. Right. If actual goals exceed expected goals, then that's superb finishing. If expected goals, the metric, exceeds actual goals... You're bad at shooting. Bummer basically. City, man. Yeah, Bummer City. Or you're playing against an amazing goalkeeper. Um, that happened a lot uh, in, I think, the 2018-19 season with David De Gea, who's a Spanish goalkeeper who used to play for Manchester United. Manchester United. He was like the king of reflex saves. Uh-huh. So he was a pretty, he was a very good goalkeeper. Spider-Man all over the place. Where he excelled was like he would stop a shot from five yards away. With his face. He would just, like, it didn't matter. Like he'd throw out a hand, he'd throw out his leg, he'd throw out his face, but he was really good with saving with his feet. Mm. So he would stop a lot of low goals that would typically go in because mm-hmm. goalkeepers couldn't get down. Mm-hmm. So one of the metrics they used to describe how good he was was not only the number of saves, but also teams that played against Manchester United consistently had more Lower. expected goals than Ooh, actual goals. Okay. That's how you, you, so you can also me- measure the strength of a goalkeeper on this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if expected goals are low, this is a really interesting part of the metric. Mm-hmm. If expected goals are low, but the team has very, like, undeniably good forwards, like good strikers, mm-hmm. that actually says something about the midfield because they're not getting chances. Okay. Right? If your strikers aren't in positions to get the ball and shoot, then they don't have a midfield. You need more possession. Okay. Right? Strikers for better teams are going to have more expected goals because they have the ball more. Okay. Right? I mean, they, there's just going to be more chances. So you're going to take more shots. So your expected goals number is going to be higher because you're taking more shots. Is that necessarily on the midfield? Like, this is in the very specific case where you know you have a good striker. Okay. So, um, a few years ago, uh, Harry Kane, playing for Tottenham. Harry Kane. Who is, like, undeniably the best striker in England. I think he'd won the Golden well, Boot. <laughs> he'd won the Golden Boot, like, three or four years in a yeah. row. Okay. So, Who? he got a yellow sneaker. I mean... Who's better than him? Everybody. Everybody and their fucking mother. Why do you... are a Tottenham fan. This is yeah, not right. Glad we sold his bum ass. Oh, my ass. God. But, um... What made him so good is that he only needed like one or two chances because at the time Tottenham wasn't giving him a whole lot. So you put him in a team. There were actually a few uh, stretches of the early 2021-22 season where he wasn't scoring, but mm-hmm. it wasn't his fault. Like a bum. No. <laughs> he, was getting, he wasn't getting the ball. We don't know that for sure. We do know <laughs> that for sure. That happened for sure. Like I looked it up. Like I'm actually. And how come like, Son can score? You know what I mean? Because he, okay. So <laughs> then what they changed was they had this is for all you soccer fans out there. They had the striker drop deeper into the midfield right, to allow runners yeah. runs in like cutting inside from the wing. Yeah. So that's how their left winger Hyungmin Son would score many goals. Right. From Harry Kane's assists. Mm, but only one of them scored the goals. So that's not <laughs> true either. They often assisted each other. I think they set a Premier League record for combinations of goals and assists between two players. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, before it was held by Frank Lampard and Didier Drogba. 
Oh, I used to use him in like FIFA nine. Didier Drogba yeah. or Frank Lampard? No, Drogba. Yeah, yeah, and he's great. Anyway, um, anyway, so uh, we've already talked about how it's calculated. So I, w- I want to look at some examples of expected goals. Of course. Um, so we've already kind of mentioned a few. So teams typically, like, where is this actually helpful for teams? They analyze it to figure out what areas. Who's of shit and who's good? Right. Yeah. Like, what do they need? Um. So. Uh, back in the 2021-22 Premier League season, so not last year but the year before, uh-huh. there were two top scorers. Nathan, do you know who they were? Hugh Min Son. And? No. Really? Uh, no guess? Aguero. No. Uh, I think Aguero was playing for Barcelona. Two maybe? years ago? Two years ago. Was he still in Man City? I think so. I don't know. Um, Salah, Mo Salah. Yeah, Mo Salah. Okay. So Mo Salah for Liverpool and Hyung Min Son f- um, for Tottenham both had 23 goals. Now, um, the uh, neither of the, their teams won the league. Man, obviously, Manchester right. City won that that year uh, by one. I do every by one year. point. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Salah was still top scorer, so he scored 23 goals mm-hmm. uh, uh, on how many attempts? His, well, I don't know how many attempts. Sorry, I was thinking of NBA. Okay. Expected goals. Right. 23.07. Okay, so, so he was kind of average. No. <laughs> <laughs> he scored more goals than everyone else in the league except for yeah, one person. Yeah, but From I mean, he should have had more. So. No. <laughs> he finished the exact amount of chances he was expected to Not finish. Not necessarily. You said .07. Okay. <laughs> so... He had way more expected goals than anyone else in the league. Oh, okay. But, so let's look at what that means, uh-huh. right? Why does this one player have more expected goals than everybody else? I mean, he just puts himself in good positions. Bingo, right? Like if a striker... He's able to move the ball to a point where he can get in, get in and get good shots. R- absolutely. He, he is a playmaker and goal scorer. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you look at the team that he was in. They had creative players, but they were older. So they were kind of giving him the ball. Like they weren't people weren't like running in. He was getting good deliveries, yeah. but he was finishing them. Yeah. Um and he always knew where to be. He was kind of a poacher that year. Um so obviously like good finisher. Mm-hmm. Hyung Min Son, yeah. guess how many expected goals? Uh, you s- you said that Salah had more expected goals than anyone else, so I'm gonna say 19. 13.95. My guy. So he was a god. Is he, that what you're saying? If you look back at the goals he was scoring, I mean, left foot, right foot, banging them in, <laughs> top binge, <laughs> rockets, oh, magisterial <laughs> finishing. I call him Rocket Man. <laughs> right. Uh, they that year they called him Sonaldo. <laughs> right <laughs> after Ronaldo. But yeah, like he was scoring ridiculous goals over and over with both feet. Yeah. Um so he's a very two-footed player. So he technically he's left-footed, but it doesn't really matter. So he was taking shots with his right foot, which typically would have a lower expected goal because okay, it's sure, his weak foot. Yeah. But even still, you look at his goals. I mean, oh my god. Sixy. A lot of them outside the box. He was finishing with very few chances. Mm-hmm. Um so and and that kind of makes sense. He was still he was playing in a similar position to Salah, but Salah was more central that year because they had some injuries. Yeah. So Son was often coming in from the wing. He's not going to get as many chances as yeah. Salah. Um, now, 
if I am Tottenham and I'm looking at that number, right. and I'm seeing that this guy scored 23 goals uh-huh. off of 13.95 expected goals. I'm selling Harry Kane's bum ass to focus on human son. And building up the midfield to get him more expected goals because clearly this guy could finish like crazy. Yeah. What they did instead, because they're managed by a bunch of idiots. Not anymore. Right. Not, not anymore. anymore. Um, Formerly. They, they Formerly b- idiots. They brought in a manager who said, Youngman Son, you play left wing. We're going to make you defend like crazy. Yeah. Made him come back on defense. He had a terrible season. He scored, I think, four goals last year. And crazy. They went back on that decision. They're playing him at striker now, and he's eating up exactly. the prep. Exactly. So... There you go. I could have told you what human I daddy, human dad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like if Tottenham used expected goals, then they would know what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> uh, but they don't. We do now, <laughs> right? <laughs> Once you sold Harry Kane's quote unquote bomb, bomb ass. ass, right? And this is a man who has. Um, yeah, I saw he just scored a hat trick. That's for Bayern. his third hat trick yeah. in ten games for Bayern Munich. Many strikers go their entire career and score like one or two. He has three and ten games well, in a brand new league. Well, where he doesn't speak first the language. Of all, <laughs> first of all, that league's worse. Second that of all, true. Bayern can score as many goals as they fucking want against anybody in that league. Okay, they were playing Borussia Dortmund last weekend. Yeah, at and what Borussia happened, Dortmund, they won. Yeah, four, four. Yeah, they they won. I think they scored four. Yeah, they can score as many goals as they want against anyone in that league. Oh, yeah. So it's so Except rude. Union Berlin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Got their fucking number. <laughs> Up Berlin, buddy. I love Berlin. Um, uh, I feel bad for all the people that don't watch or pay attention to soccer. W- listening to this. They're listening. Like they ever get anything out of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. Um, I think I, I, I would argue that the episode that I did on Scorigami was worse than what I'm doing now. It was that was pretty in depth. I I agree. I just think we have more listeners that that watch football, American football, I should oh, say. Yeah, you better watch it. Then we uh, we have three listeners in Germany who are going nuts right now. <laughs> oh yeah, you listeners in Germany, what do you think of Bayern Munich? Yeah. Email us. Yeah, what do you think about one team dominating your league for the last what twenty years? Uh, I think something like that. Yeah. Now, B- Borussia Dortmund won the league back to back. Uh, like yeah, a, br- 11, sorry, a brief ago? break yeah. from from Bayern's domination. Um, sorry, let me pronounce it right. Borussia Dortmund. D- thank you. Yeah, that's for our three German listeners, uh, and for nobody else. Okay, so hey, German listeners, how'd you like that NFL football last week, huh? Das gefällt mir. I don't know what you said. It means that pleases me. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Very good. Yeah. Um, okay, so same season, 21-22, Man City won the league. They had... These motherfuckers. These motherfuckers. I know it. I know. Uh, they're like Scrooge McDucking the Premier League right now. Damn straight. They're diving in their pool filled of, yeah. of golden players. Right. Uh, 99 goals, which is an insane amount of goals. That's a lot of goals. In 38 games. Right. Um, <laughs> nine, nine Just goals. under three goals a game. Right. 99 goals from 91 expected. So they outperformed their expected goals. Right. Now, that season was extremely close. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Man City lost one game. Yeah. Um, they were insane. Uh, they only won by a single point. Mm-hmm. And if, for those of you that don't know how points work in soccer, 
If you win a game, you get three points. If you tie, you get one. If you lose, you get zero. Mm-hmm. They only lost one game, and they tied a couple, I think. Like it was, it so was out of the maximum possible points. They're only missing like maybe five, six. Right. So it's it's not uh, it's it's kind of crazy. I think that was the Centurions' year. Let me double check this. Meaning that I think they hit a hundred points. Oh, um, they. They're fucking good, I'll tell you yeah, that much. Hold on a and that was before they had Holland. Uh, that was before they had Holland. Sh- shit, fam. Um, gosh, why can't I just find the? They played. They oh no, I'm sorry. They won twenty nine. Mm-hmm. They tied six and lost three. Oh, okay. Um, that's why it was much closer. It was much yeah. closer. They finished the season on ninety three points, mm-hmm. which is let's be honest with ourselves. It's still kind of insane that they only I mean, lost yeah. three games. To put that into perspective, Liverpool only lost two games that year, and they didn't win the league. But they drew a lot more. They drew two more. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Manchester United scored 99 goals, only conceded 26. Jeez. <laughs> oh, my Smith. God, dude. It's broken. They're a cheat code. Okay, anyway. So uh, they their individuals won, th- won them that league. Uh-huh. I mean – this is epitomized by their midfielder and captain at the time, Kevin De Bruyne. Still captain. Kevin De Bruyne. He's Belgian. He scored 15 sure goals that season. Is. 15 goals. How many expected goals do you think he had? He probably had... He had expected goals, probably like nine. Five. Five. 5.39 expected goals. Well, that's he scored the thing. 15 of them. He's, he's a very, very good midfielder. He's the best midfielder he, in the world. He, like... He doesn't score a lot of goals, but the goals because he he's scores. a midfielder. But because he's the goals he does score are insane. Yeah, he probably doesn't have a lot of expected. He's, he's a long shot specialist and a dead yeah. ball specialist. Yeah, so he's hitting free kicks, which are hard to score, and shooting again. He's two footed, left and right footed shots from everywhere. I mean, he can score from anywhere mm-hmm. if you give him the space. Um, so but he's not going to be in a lot of those positions that the strikers He's not going to be in the box. So he's not going to get... Yeah, exactly. So he's he's often shooting from very far away. And that season, he was just unstoppable. So without him, just to put that into perspective, mm-hmm. without him, they would have only scored 84 goals mm-hmm. from um, 85.5 expected. Wow. So they actually would have underperformed. Yeah. And that's with them being, at the time, probably the best team in the world. Yeah. Um, without him, they're not the best team in the world. And anyone right, would have said yeah. that, but this metric puts in perspective just how crucial he was, not only to the... Like, this is just in the goal scoring. If you look yeah. at his assists that season, I mean, the guy was unplayable. Mm-hmm. But that's what I mean. Like, it can be a it can be an individual metric, but the individual metric helps talk about the team as a whole and the way that they play. Yeah. Um, so he was basically the reason they won the league. I mean, fair enough. I, I mean, fair enough. He's the best midfielder in the world. Um, let's make it a little more recent. Okay. Uh, the probably the most disappointing team in the Premier League this season is Chelsea. Okay. No, what do you think? I, I thought you were going to say Man United. No, because they can't be disappointed if they never show <laughs> any any positives. Oh God, Manchester United. Oh, uh, they are booty cheeks. They are. They are. Yeah. God. Yeah. I Go back to the Netherlands, Ten Hag, you yeah. fuck. You Dutch fuck. 
Dude, you remember when you came over and watched the Manchester United game with me that Saturday morning? Yeah. And I Scott McTominay scored two goals. Two goals in stoppage yeah. time? I yeah. threw out my shoulder celebrating those goals. That's hilarious. You remember I stood up and like f- pumped my fist? Yeah. I threw out my yeah. shoulder. Yeah. Okay. So <coughs> um, Chelsea this season, they've spent um, over a billion uh, British pounds over the last year and a half on transfers, so they should be good. That's yeah. a, for those of you that don't know, a billion is a lot of money. Um, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, they've spent um, a tremendous amount, more money than entire leagues spend on yeah. transfers, bringing guys in, and they're ass. Um, bef- at the time of writing this, which was last night before they played today, uh huh, they had. 13 goals scored off of 19.23 expected. Holy shit. So we're talking about a very good team. They I don't they, know about good team. They, well, based on the amount of money they have sure, based and their on historical success yeah. and expectations, we're looking at a team that should be massively exceeding their A team that goals. is consistently at the top of the Premier League. Right. They've won as recently as, I think they won in 2017. That sounds right, yeah. Um, They... They should be a team that is exceeding their expected goals. They should have the quality of players that are scoring chances that other players wouldn't. Yeah. Right? Like Manchester City, 99 goals from 91 expected. Right. They are undershooting. This is the second worst deficit in the Premier League. (laughs) Yeah. The only team worst is Everton. Oh. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they just close their eyes and shoot. I don't even (laughs) I don't know they know what a goal is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I wanted to highlight two specific games. Um, so September 2nd, Mm -hmm. they played home against Nottingham Forest. Oh, let's go trees. And there actually are expected goal differences, uh, for home and away. Usually home games result in about 0.15 more goals for the uh, home team. Sure. Um, Nottingham Forest up the trees. Uh, let's go trees. Chelsea lost 0-1. Fair enough. The expected goals of that game were Chelsea 2.28, Nottingham Forest Mm 1.15. This is a classic example of, let's be honest with ourselves, the worst team scored and then just said, do what you must. Like, we're just going to sit back and good luck scoring. Uh Uh-huh. And Chelsea just blew chunks. I mean... (laughs) Like they were expected based on the number and qu- and quality of shots, like quality of position that they were in, yeah. to score over two goals, and they scored none. Right. And if you look at some of these games that they're playing, their strikers are missing shots from like five, six yards out. Yeah. Like bad. a cross will come in. All they have to do is redirect it, and then they, they hit it with whiff. Them. They either they they like might get a like just a complete miss kiss, a miss kick, or they shank it over the bar. It's awful to watch. Got too excited. Right. Um too big for this britches out. And I'm gonna be I'm gonna be nice for a second. They did buy like an eighty six million pound striker over the summer uh-huh. who got injured in preseason. So like Fair they enough. knew they were gonna have this issue, but still. Um happens, man. And then two weeks earlier, August tw- or I guess yeah, two weeks earlier, August twentieth, they played away at West Ham. West West Ham United. Yeah. Go they, hammers. <laughs> they lost three to one. Mm-hmm. The expected goals. West Ham scored three. West, ha- dude. West Ham's good this year. Are they? Yeah, man. Weren't they bad last year? A little. 
They massively undershot last year. Yeah, uh, okay. they were not good last year. They were pretty good the year before. They were bad last year, and they're really good this year. Oh, kind of right. out of nowhere. All right, all right. A lot of it's down to James Ward Prowse, who they pried oh, away yeah. from relegated Southampton. That's what happens when you go down. Huh? That's what happens when you go down. I don't know why I was Australian for that. I don't either. It's what happens when you go down under. It's what happens when you go down to Perth. Okay. <laughs> don't go down to Perth. <laughs> <laughs> the um, devil went down to Perth. Did you hear about this? Uh, he was looking for a shrimp to Barbie. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was in a bind. <laughs> You're just going to keep doing the normal lyric. Do I have to come up with the Australian <laughs> no, 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 show? No, 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 no. Uh, you play a pretty good kangaroo boy. But give the devil his due. I bet a kangaroo <laughs> of gold against your kangaroo. I kangaroo better than you. <laughs> oh, shit. Dingar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, August 20th, Chelsea lost against West Ham. They were playing at West Ham. Uh, they lost 3-1. to one. The expected goals in this game, Chelsea was expected to score 1.6. So, again, they underperformed. They were only expected to concede 1.7. Ooh. I'm sorry, 1.71. So is this bad goalkeeping or is this good play from the Hammers? Okay, so I was looking. I went back and looked at you this You watched the highlights? I watched the highlights. And the the three, the one goal that Chelsea scored mm-hmm. was this guy named Chukwameka. Yeah. Who, oh my God, beautiful goal. He came in off the wing. He beat a couple guys and then he... I mean, actually, this was the goal that I was describing earlier. Like, he cut okay. inside, but he was way closer. He was, he was inside the box. And he curled, curled it in. in. The far post. Beautiful goal. Um, And he was pretty close, Like, but they had a lot of shots. What they kept doing, um, they had a penalty, mm-hmm. and it got saved. Chelsea did? Chelsea. Okay. They had multiple misses within 12 yards. M- like, easily six or seven whips. Shanks or save shots. Their expected goals was only 1.3? 1.61. But they only scored the Chukwameka goal. That's right. what I'm saying. Like You have to shoot a but lot. But they had a penalty and a yep. lot of other... Okay. Um, so, uh, West Ham, on the other hand, their, their chances... Like, if I'm looking at the expected goals number... Yeah. The chances were pretty similar as far as the the quantity and quality of those right. chances. So, um, Chelsea gave away a penalty. So they both teams had penalties. Chelsea's sure. got saved. West Ham scored theirs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first goal was a header off of a corner kick. Oh, and those are tough. A lot of people think that corner kicks are really good chances to score. They're not. I fucking hate corner. Generally kicks. not. I mean. What made it unexpected is that the guy who scored it was like literally being like guarded, boxed out by a Chelsea defender. Yeah. He just out jumped him. Um, Happens. And then the one that I think you kind of expect penalties to go in, header from a corner kick, kind of a freak, whatever. I mean, it, it that's the point of a corner kick, but happens, you know. The thing that I think really like separated their actual goals from their expected goals was the second goal of the match was a shot by Mikhail Antonio. Um, he was one-on-one um, right-footed shot from the right side, from the right wing. Ooh, that's a tough shot. Through the legs of a defender that was right on top of him. 
and it was at the edge of the box. So a very tough shot. So, And if you look at the more sophisticated models, he was completely unsupported. So a lot of the time, when it's a, you know, a busy box, mm-hmm. you have other players around. Your mom's Don't worry got about a busy it. Box. No. <laughs> um, like, goalkeepers are thrown off by, like, oh, maybe he's passing, maybe he's not about to shoot. His only option was to shoot. The goalkeeper should have seen it coming. The goalkeeper got a hand to it. The goalkeeper did what not save it. What the fuck? Bad goalkeeping, man. Ah. So it, it should have been saved, and it wasn't. Well, so, yeah, Chelsea suck. That's tough. Um... The fuck, main fuck Chelsea. Yeah, fuck Chelsea. The biggest criticism that people have with this metric is that people use it to say, like, oh, this team should have won. They had so many expected goals. We expected them to score more. That's not what the metric is for. The metric is for saying... So you can compare it against, like, not an average performance, but, like... Kind of, yeah. A, a standard of what the shot... the accumulation of what they did on the field should have led to. It's a measure of chance quality and chance creation. Yeah. So when we talk about a big chance or something like that, what does that mean? Expected goals helps us actually put a number to it. Right. Right. Okay, so speaking of expected goals, I have kind of a game. Oh, um, I love a game. So uh, expected goals versus actual goals. Okay. Um, New Year's Eve. <laughs> New, what? <laughs> New Year's resolutions. Oh, okay, yeah. Nathan, I'm looking at a list of the top six uh-huh. Goals Americans set for themselves in 2023. Okay. Do I have to guess them? Um, yeah. Okay. Now I want to I want to say this. So this is broken up into two categories, but these six categories are still ranked from top to bottom, and they're the same for both of the samples. What? So th- people were asked, "What type of goals will you set this okay. year?" Yeah. It was multiple choice, so some people could click. You could click multiple. Okay. Yeah. Now, there's two categories here. There's goal setters, mm-hmm. and then there's U.S. adults. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> goal setters are adults who say <laughs> they are very likely or somewhat likely to set goals for themselves. Uh-huh. This is 71% of U.S. adults. Okay. And then, so, so goal setters is a subsection of, of US, U.S. adults. adults. Right. Okay. Now... Smaller percentages for results based on U.S. Re- adults reflect a large segment of U.S. adults who are not likely to set any goals, <laughs> which is damn near a third of the population. <laughs> hey, fair enough, man. So funny. But the top what six you don't set can't hurt you. Right. <laughs> if you don't buy a ticket, then you the raffle can't, can't hurt you. Rip- <laughs> if you don't buy a ticket, the raffle doesn't get your money. Okay. okay. Right. So, what do you think the number one goal set? Uh, it's probably to get in shape or lose weight. Personal health or fitness. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, Nate, what do you think? What's next? Uh, stop getting shit-faced sleeping on my mom's couch. Was that a big one? or We're going to call that personal development. Uh, like getting... Yeah. <laughs> that's three. That's number three? Yeah, that's number three. Okay, so personal development was three. Yep. Personal health was t- was one. Was one. Uh, read a book. Read more books. I, I'm gonna consider that. Is that like learn pers- something new? No, I think I'm gonna call that personal development. Okay, so that's still three. These yeah. are vague goals. What the fuck? Yeah. Um. So how about? Um. That, I guess that would also be. Per- how about emotional development? Is that? Um, as in like as in like repair a friendship okay relationship 
or social life goals. Okay, sure. That's five. Okay. That's yeah. five? That's five out of six. Uh, so you're missing. Oh, 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 okay. Make more money. Financial goals is number two. Yep. Yep. Um, so you're missing four, four and, and six. six. Yeah. Um, financial. I think no. four and two are related. Four and financial? Yeah. Um, save money. No, that's financial. Get in uh, professional success. Get a promotion. Work or career goals. Right? Yep, number four. So only number six. Six. And this is... <laughs> not going to say that on the podcast. Um, this say it on the podcast. <laughs> fuck more. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, kind of. <laughs> is that personal development? <laughs> is that... <laughs> Or relationship, financial. Nah, that's personal <laughs> development. Um, <laughs> Could be personal health and fitness. That's true. Cardio. Yeah. That, fuck it. That's all of them. Oh, uh, shit. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't, don't know, know what you're going to get. Learn a new skill. That's Religious personal. Religious or spiritual okay, goals. Yeah, I wasn't going to get that one. Only 32% of goal setters. Selected that one? Yeah. That's high. Only 32% of goal setters. Right. So of the 70 U.S. adults who could be fucking bothered. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that o- overall, that's what, 20% of U.S. adults? 23%. Religious? 23% of U.S. adults. Less than, yeah. But here's the thing. I, this, was, this was a Gallup survey. Oh, they can gallop on out of here. All right, man. And you and I both know... That surveys. Ah, uh, we're talking about uh, non res- non response bias. Non response yeah, bias, that's right, man. So alarmingly, um, I'm sure that a much larger percentage of U.S. adults just couldn't be fucking exactly. <laughs> Imagine thirty percent of the people who filled out the survey filled out this whole survey were like, <laughs> I'm, "I fucking hate setting goals for myself," <laughs> and they still filled it out. <laughs> Imagine all the people who were just covered in Cheeto dust <laughs> from the time they wake up to the time they go to bed. They did not open they this They did survey. not open that email. No. Damn. There's nothing wrong with being covered in Cheeto dust. There's nothing wrong with that. I call it Tuesday. <laughs> and I call that the end of a podcast. Oh, thanks for listening, thanks. everybody. I hope that this wasn't... Um, I very much enjoyed it. You know, it... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you got to do these for us. Yeah. You know? yeah sometimes this one's for us. This guys. one's for me, my man. I was really struggling with a math topic yeah. for this week. So I heard. And so well, I texted <laughs> we were supposed to record <laughs> <Yeah>. three <laughs> days ago. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know, people don't get it. People don't understand the grind. Uh. <laughs> people, don't <laughs> people don't understand this is my livelihood. And I. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine this is our livelihood? Oh, no. Maybe we'd <laughs> stop saying fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'd actually post on social media. <laughs> <laughs> hey, check us out on social media. Uh, it's at Topical Breeze. We're baby. gonna post. You know, what? We're, p- we're making a post tonight. Okay, tonight. We're so then, post. peek behind the curtain. You'll be able to see when we recorded. Please this don't episode. peek behind the curtain. <laughs> I'm showering. Someone's in here. There's the reason there's a curtain. Stop peeking, you perv. Nice. All right, pervs. See you later. <laughs> I'm Andy. I'm Nathan. Gmail. Did we do the Gmail thing? A bottle of... No, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, topicalbreezepod at gmail.com. Okay, I'm Andy. Uh, I'm Nathan. Yo, ho, ho. And a bottle of thank you for listening.
Gmail <笑>。gonna get married young like you have to know like for sure yeah no i hear you i mean i guess it's really not my place no i know it's not but i'm just saying like bursts in the door rips open my kickstarter (laughs) what's up guys how's it going oh hey there (laughs) what (laughs) hey hey ralph um Hey guys. <laughs> hey Ralph. Listen, I know that um I know that Stevie said that you could come in here. Um I don't I don't really approve of that. What I I mean, where else am I gonna play GTA mobile? Yeah, I thought this is take your kid brother who drinks kicks out to work day. <laughs> and you've gotta know that that's not a real thing. Anyway, Ralph, if you're gonna be here, we're just talking shit about Nathan. Oh hey man, I get it, dude's an <laughs> asshole. I know. Which is weird because we're in his apartment and he's nowhere to be found. I think I woke up here. <laughs> you know what they say, woke up in a new Bugatti, so, you know. <laughs> Kickflip. Kickflip, <laughs> 360, rips my bong. Is this, are we going with this? Is this where we're going to start the episode? You tell with? me, man. It's your episode. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Margaret is shaking her head. We'll throw that at the end. We'll throw that at the end. <laughs> All of that. <laughs>